Hey, everybody, it's Big Daddy, and uh, as always, I'm going to bring you my friends, the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, and and so on and so on. So everyone who's watching and listening, let's give a big hello and a round of applause to my man, Eddie George. How you doing? <laughs> man, I'm blessed and highly favored, man. Good to see you, dude. Hey, you looking sl- lean and mean, brother. Look at you. Well, you know, I dropped a few, man. You know, you got to, uh, I got to make sure I don't have any more health complications or issues. So it's uh, watch the diet, get in the gym every morning, and, man. Uh, you know, and keep it going. So it's a lifestyle, man. You look awesome, man. Look at you in fighting shape, brother. Thank you. Thank you. It's, uh, it ain't easy giving up pizza and bagels, but, you know, you got to do it. Hey, you know what, Big Daddy? Hey, I, I, I get it. Uh, pizzas, especially pepperoni pizza, New York slice, <laughs> that's, 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 my, that's my go-to. That's my weakness. So what, I, what I've done is I've uh, gone to a low-carb version, and I do, like, cauliflower crust. It's yeah. not quite the same, but you get you get the satisfaction, right? Exactly. <laughs> you, at least you're you're not eliminating. You're just <laughs> right, adjusting. Yeah. I do that. I uh, don't get me wrong. I'll uh, dabble with some of that and and what do you call it? Uh, organic and vegan and gluten free. Yeah. Just to say I did it, been there, done that, whatnot. But uh, anyway. So listen, uh, I obviously know your history because we've been friends a very long time. So, but for everyone else that's out there, I'll tell you, let them know where the love of football came and how early of an age it started. Oh my God, the love of football came for me um, when I came out of the womb. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> as far as I can remember, um, I grew up in Pennsylvania, uh, Philadelphia, my father loves football okay and my grandfather loved football and it was just like this spirit that's been passed down from one generation to the next and as far as i can remember my father would take me to all the local high school games in in the philadelphia area in the suburban area upper dublin uh abington wissahickon and it was the Friday night lights. It was the popcorn. It was the insects dancing off the lights. It was the fresh cut grass in the summer that, <laughs> that really set the mood, man. And um, how he used to rant and rave about the, the local talent, especially running backs. Oh, man, it just sent chills down my spine. And um, I might have been four or five years old. And, and he just would love to watch football games on, on college or Saturdays. We would watch Monday night football together up until halftime, then I had to go to bed. And he had this trophy, right? Um, he had a trophy that he, he won in uh, the uh, in, in the service, um, MVP trophy when he played ball in, in the service. And I would take this thing apart and play with it. So I broke his trophies, so I can play football. So it was always, always a part of me growing up. Uh, always was looking for a game to play with kids around the neighborhood, whether it's free for all, two man touch, tackle. It didn't matter. I just wanted to play football any, t- any chance I could. Well, you know, it's funny. We kind of took the same path to college. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, you went to Valley Forge, right, or Fork At, Union? I went to Fork Union. I went yep. to Fork Union in Virginia. Uh huh. And I went to Milford Academy when I came okay. out. So uh, I have a. Bad memories of Fork Union. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, hey. we, 
played them. Hey, we played you guys, and I broke my ankle in the uh, third quarter of that game. Ooh. It was the last game of the year, and, you know, we bust there and back. So I had to bust oh, all the way back to Connecticut with my leg in the air. It was horrible. And that's oh. a that's a that's a, like a like what a twelve thirteen hour drive, right? Yeah, yeah it was uh, it was a oh. long probably one of the longest rides I ever had. Being that my leg was up in the air and you know we were you're in pain and whatnot, but uh, anyway, uh, and it's funny I knew about Fork Union because Vinny Testaverde had gone yep. there, and uh, I had run into him uh, my senior year in high school or junior year, whatever it was. And uh, I saw him, and he was saying, yeah, you know, if you're like me and your grades aren't good, man, you need to go to, you know, prep school. Uh, thanks, yeah. Vinny. I appreciate the tip. <laughs> hey, but you know what? You know, Dad, that, that's the truth. Did, it, was the, it was the best thing I did. I can't complain, and I'll be the first person to say, if you need to go somewhere, you're going to, well, you want to get your grades and your act together and all that, go to one of those places. No, no, without a doubt, um, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have attained the level of success in any aspect of my life without my experience at Fort Union. And I went there um, for two years of my high school year, uh, my junior year, my senior year, and a postgraduate year. And um, you're absolutely correct that I, when I got first got to Fort Union, I could care less about studying. I didn't care about my grades. I didn't care about getting A's and B's, you know, D meant passing. You know, I was I was okay with uh, just just getting by and living a life of mediocrity. Uh, and when I left Philadelphia and went to Fork Union and saw the cadets and saw how they worked out, saw the work ethic both in the classroom, on the field, in the barracks, it opened my eyes up to say, man, there's more to life than just, just football. And it was cool to get good grades. It was cool to um, to study Shakespeare and to do things outside of sports. Uh, and I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to I want to learn more. And my, my appetite, my thirst and my hunger for knowledge just increased immensely because guess what? You know, you had to sit there for two hours every night and study. <laughs> so it was really, really hard for you to fail. One subject per semester. So you got that with your home. Yeah. I know the team. Yeah, man. But th and that made me a better student of life. And um, God, without Fort Union, uh, I, oh, I have so much gratitude, so much love, respect for uh, that, that institution that I serve on the board now for Fort Union. And any kid that as looking for a second chance or looking for discipline or like you talk about to become a better student, give them an extra year to develop as, a, uh, as an athlete and certainly as a human being, uh, definitely consider going to one of those schools. I would say for game because it's the best, but you know, that's just me. Uh, yeah. Well, I haven't been in tune. I, listen, Mil Milford Academy, the head coach there, his name's Vin Vinny Sinagra. He was there. And, mm -hmm. uh, still speak to him uh, periodically. And if it was not for him, I always remember something that he said to me. He goes, let me tell you something. If you want to get anywhere, just remember one thing. I have the key. Mm. You, have to, you have to earn it and get it from me. Mm. And he had said that to me, 
in a not friendly tone, not PG rated <laughs> tone. <laughs> but right. uh, you know, uh, we still laugh to this day because you know I love that man like uh, like a father because mm. he did get me where I needed to get to, and uh, if it wasn't for him, without me doing all the other stuff, who knows where I would have been? You know, yeah. so I yeah. play. I'm very fond of him. I'm very fond of prep schools. And, and look, back when, even before, like, you know, because I'm older than you, but back in the day, you know, you're playing Pitt and UConn yes. and Yale and Syracuse, yes. you know, all these big-time schools, you're playing against major talent that's already there, and you're trying to get there. So you got to put, you know, you got to make sure that you can compete with those guys if you want all these people to come recruit you. And uh, so it was a lesson learned both on and off the field, which yeah. I'll never ever forget or regret, you know? Yeah, yeah no, you're absolutely right. You know, uh, you talk about playing the JV teams. I mean, that's when you can get your head smashed in. Oh, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, learn, you learn real quick. You Especially know. you because you're running the ball, man. You got yeah. guys that want to light you up. We played Virginia Tech. We played Vitex JV team when Frank Beam was there, and those boys were bringing heat, you yeah. know. So it was – they were not playing around, you know. It was no joke. Uh, but you, you learn your lessons, and you, you grow up real quick in that, that type of environment, man, to your point. And, you know, I'll tell you a funny story. We play Pitt, and, you know, we play whatever JV team they put together or whatnot. And, you know, mm -hmm. some of the guys had the Pitt logo on the helmet, and some yeah. guys – so all of a sudden, you know, we're kind of winning in the first half. Uh -huh. Second half, a whole new team came out. <laughs> <laughs> and we got mopped up the field. Like, I was like, man. I go, didn't these guys? And, and, and what was funny was we played them the weekend of a holiday. So uh, you remember John Kajemi? He played quarterback at Pitt. Yeah, yeah, sure do. So he, he works for the Dolphins TV. And I, every time I see him, we always chuckle and get a laugh because I say to him, I go, look, I'm going to show how old of an old man you are. I was in the stands when you guys played against Jim Everett and Purdue. Wow. Because, right? They played the night before, and then the guys, I guess, I didn't play. They played. <laughs> they played yeah. Oh, man, I was like, damn, I'm glad I'm not on defense because <laughs> – <laughs> mauled, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. those are those are stories and and learning lessons that uh, I never forget, and and I apply to this day still because, like you said, you had two hours every night. We did too. We had seven to yeah. What was it? Seven to ten every night. A yes. study hall, and you had to study because you had to learn. So there was no excuse for not learning, and that's really. What helped me get where I need to get to? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, you know, it's, um, yeah. It's a familiar place we've both been to. <laughs> no, 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 no doubt, man. Uh, and in fact, you know, my my young, my oldest went to the Matthew Catholic, and I thought I was going to have to send him to Fork Union. Uh, and he walked in the gates. He saw where it was. Well, there are there are no gates. It was, it's barren land. It's wide open because if you go just two miles left or two miles right, there is absolutely nothing. You'll be back if you try to run away. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing, um, you know, for my, for my children to see my background, just to know, 
you know, I had came from humble beginnings. And and without that um, in my life, it's, it's just it's just been it would have been very hard for me to achieve and accomplish what I've what I've done. You know, so many great lessons in life. You know, Dad, let me ask you a question, though. You know, in terms of um, your whole experience, you seem to have uh, reinvented yourself time and time and time again and fight through different adversities. Um, what have you learned about yourself through all of that? And what advice can you give to other people in terms of how you have, how you reinvent yourself time and time again? You know what? I, 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 you're a laugh. I think a lot of it has to do with being bored, you know, like you do one thing and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, well, this is kind of, all right, let me do this. And then, uh, and it's a funny, uh, the question you ask is really, uh, I'm going to make you laugh because I did an interview for a magazine, the athletic you know, the big thing that you see out there. Mm-hmm. And the guy, the reporter said to me, uh, what do you think, how do you feel about life? And I said, well, listen, you know what? I survived three things. And mm-hmm. I survived the brain aneurysm. I survived divorce. And I survived coronavirus. So God <laughs> been good to me, and he ain't ready for me yet. So obviously... <laughs> something good. So that's why I haven't left. And uh, and he goes, Big Daddy, you want me to write that? I said, yes, I do want you to write that because I want people to see that I'm as normal as anyone else in a way. I may not be normal, but in a way, I'm just like everybody else. I put one leg at a time on my pants and, uh, you know, I suffer pain and, and joy and all that. But uh-huh. and, and I think the uh, reinventing part is is, as you know, you get put forth so many opportunities in front of you. Yeah. And they are endless. And I'm not on your level, but everybody knows I hold on time out. You I'm not on your level. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, you are magnificent. You are everywhere. Like you are on the box. You're doing this. You do entrepreneur. I'm trying to get to your level, but, but I didn't mean to interrupt, but go ahead. No, that's all right. Well, you know what? It, it, you get these opportunities, and you have to vent them out. And look, I've had opportunities that they started off great, and then they ended. And then there's ones where uh, you don't look at them, and you say, eh, that's not really for me. And then it's, hey, here's an opportunity, but you got to bring Eddie George into the picture. You know, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Eddie. Eddie has to like it. And I don't ever want to be in a deal like that because then I'm just basically a broker or a, right. or, or a booker like in TV. You know, that's yeah. not where is the uh, where is the risk and reward involved with that? There's a lot of risk because if it, it messes up, then Eddie George is mad at me. And mm-hmm. if it fails, then Eddie George and myself are both mad because we got into something uh, mm-hmm. that was not worth it. But in regards to telling, you know, I, I get to speak at schools now. It's kind of funny. You know, um, people say to me, well, what do you do for a living? I said, really, my first job and career is I'm an insurance guy. I've been doing that for over 30 years. And, you know, I, I write insurance on my mailman. I write insurance on pro athletes. Yeah, I, my pizza shop guy, speaking of pizza, he's a client of mine. I mean, so it's just. It's always moving, and then that's where these opportunities come into play. So you mentioned Fox. I, uh, because of Strahan, when he was playing, 
I have met somebody, and all of a sudden, boom, I'm booking talent for a show. And then all of a sudden, I become a part of the show. Then all of a, then the next step is I become a contributor or a correspondent. <laughs> right. And, you know, I'm at the Super Bowl with a mic, and everybody's like, Big Daddy, what are you doing? Like, you know, it's, <laughs> right, right. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but hey, listen, we got to talk. I'm filming it, you know. <laughs> so, it, and, and I think what I always tell people all the time is that, yes, I'm blessed, I'm fortunate, and I know the right people, but I know how to keep a relationship intact because I don't overcommit, I don't overpromise, and if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And if I can't do something, I will be the first one to tell you I can't do it. But let me see if I could find uh, someone that can or someone that can give me the answer that you're looking for. Yeah, you know, you you talk about vetting out opportunities and knowing what's right for you, what's not for you. Um, I can speak to the same thing, man. You know, I I, uh, had to finish playing ball. I've been on – stage on Broadway, I've been acting in film, uh, went back, got my master's in business from Kellogg School of Management, uh, started my wealth management business, you know, got my series seven, 66 health and life uh, I know. license as well. I, 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 yeah, studied hard, I studied harder for that than I did in college. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and that, I mean, and, and it's just amazing how just different opportunities come. And I'm like, well, there's one on the table that comes out of nowhere, and I'm like, this does not fit my vision board or what I want to do in life, but it keeps coming back to me. Like, I need to do this. I mean, you need to do this. It's just the perfect opportunity. Yeah, you're inexperienced in certain areas, but you know it. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like, okay, God, is this a distraction or is this the route that I need to take? You know, and and that's and that's the I guess the beauty, and I guess that's also I I don't want to say the curse, but um, I guess the fear of walking into a situation like okay, if I jump into this and I fall flat on my face, what do I have? You know, it's like that whole thing of walking by faith and not by sight. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I guess that's I guess that's kind of how I guess both of our lives kind of parallel because we've done so many different things. Uh, since using sports as leverage, you know, it's all about building relationships. You know, it, it's funny. I still recall, like, you know, we'll go back in time, being in your locker room and, and you know, let's just sit in there with, you know, you and Neil yeah. and yeah. You know, and uh, bless his soul, Steve McNair. And, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, and I always used to remember Steve and I would be laughing because he'd be like, man, look at your boy, man. He's, you know, in regards to Neil. He's like, Daddy, I don't know where you hang with that guy. I'm like, <laughs> I used to say to Mac, uh, sometimes I say the same thing, but I love him. You know, he's like yeah. a brother. And, uh, and, you know, I owe a lot to, uh, to Neil for my start and career and, you know, beginnings because, you know, him and I go back when we were roommates at Maryland, you know. So mm-hmm. it, it all, it's been like a progression from A, when you try to get all the way to Z. But, you know, the one thing that when you talk about opportunities and, uh, and and getting placed into certain things and wanting to do things, here's something that you probably don't know. I know you don't know this, but I'll share it with you. Uh, I am an ambassador for our women's empowerment group. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, 
The name of the group is called the Share Group, and mm -hmm. uh, based out of New York. And its founder, uh, her name is Anzalika Steen Olson, who's mm -hmm. a dear friend. You know, we uh, we partnered up. We 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 uh, we own another business together that we're involved with, but we partnered up and and set forth men supporting women. It's a big thing now. The UN made it an initiative, and it's a he for she where men support women. Mm -hmm. And oh, at first everyone's like. I would wear a hat. I don't have it. I don't have one. I got to get another one. But uh, what does that mean? What does that mean? And and that came out of left field. And when I saw what the goal was, the plan was, mm -hmm. I was like, wow, very interesting to me. And it's intriguing at the same time because you always hear the saying, behind every great man is a good woman. Mm -hmm. Also be the other way around because, right. you know, women are there for men through the thick and thin. And men need to do the same thing. So that's that's, right. that's something very different uh, that came out of left field for me. And I'm a stern supporter of it. And my golf outing this summer, they're going to be a part of the event as well. So they're oh, going nice. to have, yeah, they'll have a little, uh, you'll get to see firsthand. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming up for that. And uh, we've got uh, a, a, a event. Packed summer coming up, yeah. you know, given that, that COVID, hopefully, you know, things will open up uh, here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we got the deal down here, um, which will be. Yeah, Stephen uh, Steven Tyler's, Tyler's uh, deal. Yeah. Uh, Janie's Fund, which is on June 3rd in Nashville. Yes. Yep. And yep. So you, you come down and, and uh, eat some hot chicken. And, you know, I, when's the last time you've been to Nashville? Oh, man, it's been. It's been a minute, you know. I always remember. I, I always remember the story. You know, I was at the Miracle Game. I know you were, you know, and I'll never forget. I was on. I was on your sideline, right? Uh -huh. And uh, the you know they scored, and then I'm like, man, there's no you know. I'm telling my boy Mike, I'm going, Mike. I'm not sticking around here because this is going to be horrible. I was on the phone with Delta, changing mm -hmm. lights. When all of a sudden I see the kickoff <laughs> run right by me, and I'm like, click, hang up. And all of a sudden, we're in the parking lot drinking uh, till the cows come home because everybody's in the I know, I you know, know, I know. That, that night after the game, man, we, we went down to the Hilton and partied uh, and realized we had to get ready for next week. But that, you talk about. <laughs> You know, the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat all defeat. in about a matter of 16 seconds or really 10 minutes was was unbelievable. Uh, but, you know, it, it was that was a remarkable victory. And I tell you what, Dad, you will not recognize Nashville when you see it now. I can I imagine. Mean, uh, no, I, li I live here and every time I go downtown, there's a new building popping up somewhere. And I, you could put me in the middle of the gulch. And I don't know my way around. I'm like, where am I? What is this building? I mean, just it looks like it looks like you, you could be in a different city. You could be in New York City, you know, and and uh, and and you know, down in uh, Times Square or uh, uh, you know, Hell's Kitchen. I mean, they have these little small pockets of neighborhoods and culture. It's it really has exploded in that regard, man. So can't wait for you to come down, brother. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And you know, I got to see an idea how crazy it got when you did that. Uh, you did that piece with my boy Kevin Weeks for the NHL Network. You yeah, know, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, look at all those people. Man, that place looks different. And that was only you, a. That yeah, that was the hockey deal. Then we had the NFL draft. Draft, which, which I did. I unfortunately, I was supposed to be there. But mm-hmm. a friend of mine's dad had passed away, so I had to oh. cancel this minute. But I was I was so jacked up to be going down, and then I couldn't make it. So now I'm excited to, you know, come down in you know June and and do that event and uh, yeah, you know, D there, and uh, we got to get some other guys there because uh, uh, it's going to be a fun night and uh, yep. and a lot, and a lot of good stuff and a lot of a lot of catching up. I enjoy the barbecue and everything. I just gotta keep it on the light side because I'm yeah. enjoying. I am enjoying the weight loss. Trust me, that, man. Keep it up, man. You're doing a phenomenal job. Hey, you can always eat and work out the next day too. So, no, I don't know. Because- the problem is, is when you're eating ribs like they're grapes. You gotta be careful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, yeah. you, you can take the kid out of the kitchen, but you can't take the kitchen out of the kid. You know, that's right. So, that's right. That's so. Right. Anyway, let's talk a little football real quick. All right. Well, so you, uh, the Titans just signed Bud Dupree. Man, that's a big signing. No, that big guy- signing. Yeah, yeah. Came from Pittsburgh. Uh, the, the Titans are in dire need of a stronger pass rush. Um, ideally, they want to get uh, to the quarterback with four and bring in Bud Dupree, and uh, kind of gives them that boost. Um, he's still relatively young. Has a more treadmill tire. Uh, he can uh, get to the pass rush. I mean, he can get to the quarterback off the edge, and I think he can be a difference maker. You know, for the Titans, they're going. It's going to be interesting. An interesting transition for them. Uh, lost Dean Pease last year, and I really felt like that had a big effect on the defense. How they responded to their coordinator, the calls. It wasn't quite the same. wasn't played with quite the same energy. Uh, offensively, they were off the charts. I mean, of course, Derrick Henry and John, Ryan Tannehill, Corey Davis, uh, A.J. Brown, um, they were weapons. But now, yeah, you know, Daddy, you know, every year is different with free agency. So you lose some key pieces. They lost their coordinator. Art Smith is now the head coach at Atlanta. And, and you, you got to wonder, okay, how are they going to respond now with a new signal caller? Uh, not quite the firepower that they had last year offensively. Um, you know, Derrick Henry has accumulated a lot of yards, a lot of carries. How will, how will that impact his year coming up this year? Defenses in the conference are going to gear up to stop him and only him. Uh, the Texans, Indy, uh, you know, the, the um, uh, uh, who else is in the conference? Um, Indy Colts and Jacksonville, of course, with Urban Meyer. Uh, they're all gearing up to stop him. And it's going to be an interesting year for Mike Brabel and the Titans coming up to see what they can take the next step forward to become a contender or they'll fall back to the the shadows in, in terms of being 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, teams. So we'll see. How's uh, your relationship with Derrick Henry evolved? You know, I've known Derrick since 2015, since he won the Heisman. Oh, actually, before that, when I was working at Fox, I went to go visit Alabama, and I remember talking to them in the um, in their uh, running back meeting room, and just talking about the importance of being a professional, listening to your coaches, and 
guys are yawning like who's this dude i'm like okay i get it <laughs> and uh let's see derrick henry in there and i'm like god who is this big guy and i remember watching him run and 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 his speed and uh his ability just as a freshman coming in he was already a grown man and uh just to see him now um emerge as one of the top players in the game um having uh, what i think is a, a hall of fame worthy resume coming into that if he continues to be consistent um 2000 yards um led the league in rushing the last two seasons um the, the, probably the uh one running back that's had over 90 yard runs more more 90 yard runs than anybody uh, 200, 200 yard games in the history of the game. Um, just, just a remarkable young man, humble, really has emerged into a, a leader. So uh, we've had our talks here and there. Um, I don't talk to him every day. I, I don't like to, to bother anybody or, you know, be up and bother anything of that nature. I just try to keep it smooth and light and I'm here if you need a, you have a question, but he's been um, a joy to watch. Uh, uh, over the years, yeah, he kind of you know it's like a, he's almost a clone of yours. You know, you guys mm -hmm. kind of have that same build style. Uh, so it's funny, you know. I watch him, and then I automatically think of you. you right, know? right, right. Uh, it's 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 funny. What do you think uh, the Titans need to do to get to the Super Bowl? Well, um, you know, health is a big part of it. Um, a little luck. Um, they got to find a place kicker they can rely on. I think they, you know, still can, can stick with uh, Gadaskowski. Um, I think he can still come off of uh, the year that he had with the injury, a COVID year, not having training camp, not being able to kick as much. He could be good there. Um, again, it comes down to the four, four guys up front um, defensively. They've got to be able to provide a pass rush with four down linemen. If you can't do that in this league, and you have one-on-one -on -one matchups. The quarterbacks are so good. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, um, with one-on-ones, uh, Russell Wilson. You know, you name it. They can they can get it done for you. Um, that you've got to have heat up front um, and cohesiveness as as a um, as a team. This is a completely different team. You know, every year as you hit the reset button, it's going to be completely different. And uh, I, I think that's what it's going to take for them. Um, not a lot of pundits around the. Nationally speaking, are giving the Titans a chance. I'm still hearing that Indy's going to take uh, you know the crown, the AFC, and, and Jacksonville might uh, take over because of the, the the Urban Urban Myers presence. So um, we'll see. You know, I, I think it's going to take all of it. And I think Mike Vrabel, the guy to get it done with his temperament, his leadership, and uh, his goals. I think he'll get it done. Yeah, I like Mike a lot. You know, I got to really uh, I'm like, again another guy I've known for years since his playing days and. You know, I, I always mess with people. I go, did you know that he started in Pittsburgh first? Yeah. They went to New A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. But I remember that. And then they let him go. I was like, what? Which this is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, this guy's a baller. And then the rest is history. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody over there. And they usually don't make mistakes in Pittsburgh. But, uh, you know, sometimes you uh, – Everyone yeah, sometimes you don't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Randy, here's a fun question. Um, and I was thinking about this one, and how do I place it or say it carefully? Who has better food, Columbus, Ohio, or Nashville? 
That's a tough question. I'll tell you what, Columbus has some of the best restaurants. Uh, do you still have your place there? Did you? Uh, I do. I have one in the airport. I still have one in the airport. Uh, I, you know, I was at the one, the other one. Yeah, yeah, we had one. I had two. I had three locations at one point in time. Uh, COVID took out the standalone in Columbus. I still have one in the airport, Eddie's Grill 27. So if you go through uh, Concourse B, please check it out. Um, uh, uh, whew, you know, that daddy, that's, that's tough. I mean, because you got Cameron, you know, Cameron, um, uh, Cameron Mitchell, he's got a, a great brand up there uh, in Columbus, bunch of restaurants that I, I would definitely recommend, but Nashville has become a foodie city. I'm, I'm going to say they're neck and neck, man. That, that, that's, I can't go one over the other. It's just tough. <laughs> I figured that's a good question though. A good question, right? I that's why I had to say I had to say it carefully and uh with not too much emotion. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, let me ask you, who do you think has the best food? Between those two cities? Yeah. Um well I've I've had plenty of meals in Columbus, but I'll tell you, every time I've been to Nashville, it you know what it is? It's uh it's different. You know, where you got southern cuisine and you got the midwestern flavor as well. Yeah, yeah. I got you. The comfort yeah. food, yeah. Because it's like in Columbus, you can get a great steak, you know, yeah. like it's like getting a hot dog there and uh, or anywhere. And then in Nashville, barbecue. Um, I know pizza is not that good down there because uh, O'Donnell and I have always talked about opening up a pizzeria in Nashville with uh, a friend of ours yeah. from here. He was like, yeah. Daddy, I'm telling you, we would kill it down there. And oh, uh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I I got a, I go to a spot out in Franklin called Brooklyn Brothers. So we're uh we're uh you know, we always discuss that. Maybe one day we'll do it when when neither one of us has anything going on. You right, know, we, right, right. I find that, it hard to believe you always got something going on. <laughs> so all right, so now ready, even though you did this before, I'm gonna give you the mic again. Um Ask me something that uh, you feel like asking. All right. Um, you know, I'm going to ask you something simple. What is your favorite sound? My favorite sound? Favorite sound. <laughs> wow. Um, you're going to laugh? I'm going to make everybody laugh. My CPAP machine. Because that means I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a damn good one. That is a damn good one. I'm like, I know I hear that thing go on. I'm like, it's like the white noise, right? Yeah. I don't need the waves. I don't need the beach or, or I don't need light jazz on. I put that thing on. Good night. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, hey, wow. What a great. Uh, Great session we're having here, and uh, it's incredible to always see you, my friend. Yes, we sir. we run into each other in so many different places throughout the years. It's like uh, I feel like I'm in the same house with you right now. So it's yeah, uh, yeah. great. It feels good, man. And uh, I can't wait again for uh, Stephen Tyler's foundation, the Janie's Fund in Nashville. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a blast there, and uh, we're going to get to raise some money and, and introduce our friends to this whole thing. And 
And again, relive the past, have some laughs, have some fun, eat some good barbecue on your there you go. and uh, and we'll take it from there. So uh, everyone on Big Daddy and Friends, I hope you enjoyed this incredible interview. And Eddie, tell all the viewers, listeners, and fans where they could find you on social media. Oh, it's very simple. Uh, Eddie Doors 2727 all my handles that's instagram and twitter um those are the only two that i have i'm not i don't have a uh, an only fans book so uh pay so we're good <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey you heard you heard it from the heisman trophy winner mr eddie george eddie thank you again for coming on i i can't yes, uh my appreciation a lot of love for you as always and uh I'll see you real soon. Uh, right, from next, everyone, make sure you follow us, Big Daddy and Friends, and we'll see everybody real soon. Have a great day. <laughs>